0: welcome to foul play ricky the movie part two i'm just trying to make sense of it all and maybe score some extra listeners for part one along the way this is my story
1: they stood on opposing sides of the canyon every guest star ever every version of ricky from alternate universes and every bad guy from the bullseye bastard to rosen to the serial killer from the halloween special ready to battle each other to the death ricky touches his earpiece and talks to ken who's the only one still up in the space station
0: Hey, Ken, uh, any updates on destroying that watch so maybe we don't have to fight and, uh, we could just send everyone back to where they came from? That would sure help us keep the budget down.
2: Nah, I ain't done crack nothing yet. This thing's harder to crack than my Aunt Georgia's safe, where she keeps the good moonshine. There's these markings all over it in some ancient tongue. I think it's that fucking bullshit language called Philadelphia or some shit your dad mentioned. No idea what these fucking symbols mean. Anyway, I'll keep you posted, but it looks like you'll all have to try and take them down in a combat. A combat of the highest order. A mortal combat. Between humans. A combat to
1: remember. Good luck, Ken. You too, buddy. Wakey turns to his allies and pauses.
0: Okay, listen up. Here's the deal. We gotta fight these fuckers. I don't know that we'll all make it, and I feel terrible dragging you all into this. You can turn around and leave, and I won't think anything less of you. I also welcome any ideas on how to beat these jackasses. As far as I'm concerned, we're all in this together, son.
1: Yeah, and please watch your mouth. I'll see you back at home. I'm too old for this kind of crap, says Ricky's mom, boy. Yeah, they may
2: have ravens over there, but we are pigeon because we are many.
1: Far out notion, dude. Says 60s Rick. Well, being a cartoon and all, I should be okay. I'm fairly elastic, Uh uh-huh. Just then a Ricky in a black and white bodysuit with a biker helmet on raises his hand in the back of the crowd.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, you in the back. Wait, is is you a Power Ranger? Yeah, but that's copyrighted in this universe, so just call me a Power Ricker or a Noir Ranger. Okay, so, uh, what's your idea, Noir Ranger? It'll take me a little bit, but I can call my Megazord from back home through the portal that brought me here, or rather my mega lord because of the copyright thing, anyway it's a giant robot and it could easily stop them unopposed, my only fear is that since there's an evil green ranger, I mean a green ricker on the other side of the canyon, I feel like they'll make the same play. Well in my experience it's better to be prepared for an opposing giant robot than not, go get it and please hurry. As for the rest of us, this has been a long time in the making.
1: Joe Tourniquet begins yelling at Ricky and his allies from the other side.
0: I've waited for this day for a long time, Ricky. Today's the day you die. They've taken us from our universes. They've taken our jobs. They've taken our normality. But they will never take what little is left of our sanity. On my mark. Rickies? Let's fuck them up.
1: The battle continues with the combined visual intensity of the Battle of the Bastards and the Hobbs and Shaw trailer, blood splattering on the ground from fists and lasers and swords. Then, suddenly the megalore came stomping with the noir ranger in the cockpit.
0: Hey, it's here. Everybody jump in the giant robot.
1: Everyone jumps up and into the robot like they are attached to and wives. Ricky enters the cockpit with a few others while the rest of the group hangs out in the Lord's coffee lounge that's known for spilled drinks. Whoa, they've got serious mocha happenings in here.
2: And get a load of these commemorative cups.
0: I got dibs on the purple one.
1: I was, uh, will, hey, uh, who, uh, who, who, who took all the, uh, beans, uh? I need them to help me stay awake through this snooze fast. Not, not, not cool, man. I, I, I'm, I'm crashing here. Here comes
0: their Dragonlord robot. They've got some serious beef with you. Lucky for us, I'm a vegetarian, and I ain't fucking scared of them. Strap in, Rick Prime. This
1: might get bumpy.
0: Make it so number one.
1: The bad guys follow suit and jump into their giant robot. Then there was a big robot battle. hits from both sides. The robot fists each meet mid punch and send out shock waves that knock each of them over. Several allies and bad guys walk out of the burning rubble and come out of the smoke of the wreckage, once again standing only a few hundred feet from each other.
2: Hey, you Richard. Richard, are you there? Hey there, Ken. Uh, please tell me
0: you have some good news for us. <coughs>
2: some news, it's, um, eh, I, I, I can destroy the watch, Richard, but I can't do it remotely. It I'm going to have to stay on this fucking ship, here in outer space, where I'm at, located right now. It's been nice knowing you, Richard. I'm glad you called that Uber in episode three.
0: Ken, no. You can't. You... You've been with me since the beginning, back when I was a loose cannon noir detective show, before it went all Army of Darkness with time travel. I... I... I don't know what to say other than thank you. Thank you for being a friend. But
2: you don't have to do this. We'll figure something out. My dad will work out some... No, Richard, this needs to end. It can't just keep going on and on and on like Kiss's last farewell tours. All good things need to end before they turn bad. That's why this whole podcast should have ended after episode three. You gotta know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Ken, uh, I... I know, Richard. I know. We're like two trippy peas in a far-out pod, man. It's been a pleasure to be your friend. Save some titties for the rest of us, Richard. Can... please just...
1: Ricky pulls the airpiece out in the haze and throws it to the ground. He looks up to see the space station explode in the outer atmosphere. Ricky falls to his knees in tears for his friend. <laughs> in flashes of light, the alternate universe versions of good and bad guys start disappearing back to their home worlds. You know, Ricky. I was wrong. I guess men do um, have value sometimes. Take care of yourself, okay? Foul play Rachel vanished into a flash of light. Then Ricky's dad leans down by him and puts his hand on his shoulder.
0: I'm proud of you, son. Whatever happens, I love you.
1: Before long Joe Tourniquet and some other remaining baddies approach Ricky's side. As all Ricky's allies file in behind him, Ricky looks up at Joe with tears streaming down his face.
0: Who do you think you are? Running around leaving scars, collecting your jar of hearts, and tearing friends apart like this. The watch being gone doesn't change anything, Rick. This just means I don't get to enjoy it as much. You're the prime Ricky and you're the one I want dead most. Please, the rest of you, you don't have to do this. Don't you see? Joe is the enemy of all of us, not just me. He's been using you. Stop talking, Rick! You're cancelled!
1: Joe falls to the ground, blood running down from his forehead as the bullseye bastard comes into focus behind him, his gun smoking.
2: I ain't never missed, and I ain't never going to be responsible for the actions of a no-good yellowed coward. Rest in hell, yellow Joe. I ain't
1: never missed. Rosen and Johnny turn to the bullseye bastard, and their eyes begin to glow red with their dark magic. Bastard shots Johnny and Rosson dead on the spot. The other bad guys back off, intimidated by the Bullseye Bastard, as the rest of the cast is sent back to their appropriate goddamn universes and times. As the bullseye bastard walks away, Ricky is left alone in the rubble with only Evil Judy near him. You. You didn't deserve this, Ricky. I'm sorry. Just like my Kenny didn't deserve what he got. There's no sense in any more pain or violence. I carry the same grief you do, and I don't wish any more upon anyone. Take care of yourself and your friends, Ricky. Goodbye. Junie vanishes into a white light that takes her back to her dimension. One week later, Ricky sits in his dimly lit nor detective office. Wayne hitting the window and leaking in through the duct tape that's over the broken pane he still hasn't fixed from season one.
0: I don't know if there's a moral or not to any of this because there's a whole lot of nothing that happened. But you can use the hashtag foul moral to submit your ideas. So anyway that's my story and for now I'm just trying to score some new friends along the way. The rest is still unwritten.
1: Suddenly there was a knock at his office door. Hey, this is Podcasters, LLC.
2: We're here to sue you over the name of your podcast for copyright infringement.
1: Ricky pulled out his gun and shot the man dead, completing his character arc of becoming a loose cannon detective again and learning just about nothing.
0: will be continued